It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything, so you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bell one time on Friday. Set participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax must update to rewards. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the Nature and Countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast. So this is season nine, our homage to spring nature in Britain, as we attempt to visit 12 different habitats to record the wild residents and meet some equally worthy human inhabitants. In episode 12, our last episode of the season, I managed to escape to Assint in the far north of Scotland, a sparsely inhabited region of craggy peaks, remote locks and hidden glens it still had a feeling of spring in the air and in the songs of the birds. I was lucky enough to meet up with two old friends, photographer and fly fisherman Gavin Meredith and historian Joel Burden, and we took a rowing boat out onto an enchanting body of water known locally as Lexi's Lock to explore its little wooded islands, get closer to the wildlife and to fly fish for the wild brown trout teeming beneath the lock's waters. It was an utterly magical day, and here's how we got on. And if you like our podcast, please do leave a like and a review on whichever podcast provider you use. Or send me, Fergus Collins, an email at editor at countryfile.com. Well, this is our epic march over bony landscapes to... Where are we going, Gav? Uh, we're going over to Lexi's Lock. Le- Lexi's um, Lock. Which has a more difficult to pronounce... Um, Ga- Gallic name. Gallic name, yeah. Uh, Do you want to give it a go? No, no, I don't know it. (laughs) I'm heading along a little track from the village of Stour up into the hills past some old crofts. Not quite abandoned, but they don't look as if they're in particularly modern use. A couple of old cars dumped here. I'm heading up into the wilder hills to find a lock fishing two old friends 
but it's an interesting landscape. Very, there's a few trees, definitely, but they're all tucked away in little clefts. Mostly the landscape is open, barren, and uh, but there's, there's almost as much water as there is dry land. Passing a lowland, low-lying little boggy area, flag irises. It's a bit of rain. So the first challenge of the day. <laughs> getting through a gate. I was yeah. going to try and hurdle it, but oh, I think I my uh, certain areas of my anatomy would have been at risk. <laughs> Pretty odd gate, isn't it? If you're designing a, you're designing a gate, you wouldn't design it like, no. like that. It's like everything's been reinvented. But, you know, specifically. A sort of pre- prefab house that's this very sort of barren piece of land. Few sheep, mold sheds, and I kind of wonder how you have a how you make a living. Really, it's funny. The vegetation is very similar to Brecon beacons. Bilberries. Yeah, bilberries. Little yellow tormentil. Don't know what the little white flowers are. Seems to be a lot of molting sheep around. Yeah. So you can hear the roar of the ocean there. Cuckoo. cuckoo. That's amazing. Still cuckoos. We're the longest day of the year today. That's amazing. Will it pick it up on the microphone? Yeah, I can, I can hear it. Yeah, it's pretty clear. So this is late June. This is the latest I've ever heard of cuckoo. But life happens later. Well, I don't know if you saw the, the lambs north. down there. The lambs are very small. Yeah. I mean, so know. it's still spring here, really, even though it's summer down in the <laughs> south, <laughs> which is good news because this is a spring series of podcasts. Doesn't it go spring into autumn here? <laughs> spring straight into autumn. It's coming off the, uh, off the direction ocean. of the sea. It can carry a long way. It could be up yeah. to a mile away, that. Yeah, I think it's a way off. You can hear, actually, I don't know if you can hear the waves, but you can actually yeah. hear the waves here as well. Really good cookie. That's pick- this, and this is down here must be where they've cut peat in the past. So it's sort of scarred. Can you see the scars? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be the primary source of fuel for these little crofts. And actually, is that, is that? Is that That's a modern peat. Cut there, oh, yeah. at the far yeah. yeah, still There's cutting peat. Bank of peat. Yeah, it's like a little brown scar in a brackeny landscape. I don't think we've got too far. How far, how far have we got to go, Gav? About ten minutes. I think. Ten minutes. So it's not exactly the most arduous of treks. I think. So when we get there, taking a boat out onto the out onto the loch. Ah, water. So, so. I can see it. I've got it. Yeah, it's here. Ah, and then we swatted the boat. So it's a funny shaped lock. There's a little inlet of lilies. A little bony promontory. And we've got to take the boat out past that through this inlet. So the first task is emptying the boat of the accumulated water. Is there a, um, 
a bailing thing in it already. Are some of them have no. a pump actually. I don't think so. I'm just going to... So this is the sound of my dear friends, John and Gav, bailing out of the boat, uh, which is lovely to watch. I must say, really, they've got the technique down to absolute... Well done, lads. What we needed is the, we, we, it's the command structure, I think, that yeah, we this work. Yeah, yeah. I think you missed yeah. a bit there, Gav. Um, <laughs> We're almost ready to set sail. It's definitely the physical warm-up. Yeah, it? yeah, this would be the hardest fish we've, we've earned. So we've bailed out the boat using milk bottles, basically, cut in half. Uh, and the curious thing is, you rent these boats from the Ascent Crofters Association, a community who own the land and access to these locks for fishing. And the way they control it is you. You pay for the rollocks, the so that you can actually use the boats. You, you buy a pair of rollocks, and then uh, then you're good to go. Ship shape and ready for action. The sun has come out. Beautiful. It is idyllic. Gav's setting up the rods. What are you doing? And you're tying on flies. Yep, yeah, I'm tying on a teal blue and silver. Teal blue and silver. Yeah, which is a traditional wet fly pattern. When you say wet fly, is that one that sinks below the surface? Yes, yeah. yeah. And We're dry fly floats on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so exactly it's very pretty. Right. I'll describe it. It's, got, it's, it's sort of, as he says, teal blue with a kind of little mottled feather on top, white yeah. and black, and then a red tail out the back. And you're doing, tying a, a particular knot, like the blood blood knot, half blood knot, I don't know, well, <laughs> don't we know. can make these up. <laughs> I don't know, it's the one that I learned when I was about six. Uh, yeah, uh, those are the best. long forgotten the name yeah. of it. From Granny, was it? We <laughs> <laughs> learned it from Granny. Mm. So Gav is our fly fisher, our expert, and uh, he's assured me that these clear waters are full of Oh, they're teeming. Teeming with brown trout. Yeah. Brown trout. No, no, any other... Anything else in here? Just brown trout and some um, minnows well, or something? Or? I'm not sure about this lock, but quite a few locks in this area do have arctic char right. um, in them, which are a throwback to the Ice Age, but uh, I don't know about this particular one. Yeah. We'll, um, be, we'll be in good company with throwbacks to the Ice Age. <laughs> yes. Three aged men. Uh, three aged men. Uh, yeah, three mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> so really it's three men in a boat. And... Um, Joel is currently taking photos. Joel is our historian, our ship's historian. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, and um, I'm not sure what our, our role I will play, but that will come to the fore. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the ship's naturalist First and mate. recorder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can be in the crow's nest looking for icebergs. Okay, yeah, and pirates. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's a lovely scene. There's no one else around here. Uh, the sun has come out finally, and nodding cotton grass on the banks of the on the far banks of the, of the lock and we're going to have to paddle our way out of this channel yeah and into uh, open water into open water where we can uh, start catching we're almost ready to go then aren't we yeah yeah we're we just waiting for the ship's uh, ship's doctor to come <laughs> so just waiting for the uh, waiting for the golden eagle to fly over that I arranged earlier that's good you, you put its cage up <laughs> west west of here <laughs> so, yeah yeah so, uh, well, we could see a golden oh. eagle at any time, but uh, there's not a lot of not a lot of l obvious life here. Right. Well, welcome aboard. So we need to get the uh, need to get the, the painter. 
Yeah, I suppose we need to... Um... So we'll worry about the drogue, which is the sort of soft anchor. I'm recording, so come, come aboard. I can hand you that. Yeah. Otherwise That's the sound of... There are lots of little... They're minnows, I think, in the shallows here. Yes, there's life. So it's hot now. And we're surrounded by sort of mini... Oh, crags, really. Nothing, uh, nothing dramatic. Have you got a bottle of champagne to smash against the hole? Just getting going is the hard bit. Right, brilliant. We're afloat. We're afloat. That was the hard bit. It's only been six hours since we set out this morning. This is the sound of... So we're rowing through... This is... This is I feel like the Admiral. <laughs> or the Cox. <laughs> okay, the Cox, yeah. Okay, alright, no, I think I prefer Admiral. <laughs> the creak of the oars. And already we're in... Deeper feet. water, yeah. So the lock widens out further down, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once we pass this little island as well. Once we pass this headland, we'll be. There's some lovely flowers in that. What are these? On the rocks. At the top. At the top. Those are cotton. Cotton. Grass? Yeah, cotton grass. <laughs> cotton grass. Cotton grass, yeah. They're the, they're the fluffy seed heads. Silk. Well, we're coming around the right. Uh, a little bit more on your right. So it's quite a large lock once we once we get through this little yeah. bay inlet. A bit sheltered from the wind here. Yeah, so it's going to be yeah. a bit... But it's not too windy a day, it's perfect conditions, really. This is good, good trout catching conditions, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to raise <laughs> yeah, okay, expectations. Yeah. Tight lines. Unnecessarily. A day of tight lines. <laughs> Passing a little island, which has uh, got a couple of little rowan trees on it. Okay, well, when you're ready... Right, so I'm okay. going to start, start the uh, fishing. start the fishing. Okay, so what am I going to do? Just let some line out. You're right, John. So there's a cuckoo calling from a little, well, quite a large island. Yeah, so we actually saw a cuckoo. Well spotted, Gav. And it's actually on a little. There's a little wooded island, and the male cuckoo is just. Very windy here. <laughs> so the, uh, something. There's an alarm call, so I think it's a really good, clear cookie. An alarm call? No, that's that's its mating because well, there's a buzzard calling. There was a bird. Yeah. 
making an alarm call probably to um, alert other birds to the cookie. So I'm fishing and recording at the same time and it's a bit windy and there's a cuckoo and there's a buzzard. I can't see him yet. Up on that hill probably. Yeah. Behind us. Yeah. It's really close. It's the piece of the lock. There he is, just coming over the top of the crag. There's a nest. I can see a nest, I think. See, cuckoos don't make nests, so it'll be that, that it'll be trying to... There is what appears to be, uh, well, it may be unrelated. Gav is uh, the, providing the engine. Well, Gosh, they're really going for it, that cuckoo. Maybe he's not had a lot of luck this year, so that's why he's earnestly trying to find a female. Yeah. Yeah, the female has a weird bubbling call, which you don't hear very often. It's very strange. She's got a buzzard over the boat. No bites yet. Buzzard's just hanging there, yeah. stationary. There's enough wind for him yeah. just to... So there'll be hares up there, voles. He may even be plundering. Ooh. No, just the drag. So that's the latest I've ever heard of Cuckoo. Well, it's the longest day of the year today. How long have you been fly fishing, Gav? Oh, since I was about 14, I think. Something like that. So let's add up the years. Let's not add up the years, because <laughs> yes. I, I don't have enough fingers. Well, it's more fingers, yeah, than yeah. I've got. Yeah. Uh, I used to do course fishing before that, but... Yeah. Um, so, listen to that cuckoo. Still on the island, I think. Fly fishing mostly takes place in the most beautiful surroundings. So it's all part yeah. of the holistic experience of it all, I think. Yeah. You know. This is truly a beautiful. You know, we can't see the bigger mountains, but it's just the lock is I don't know, what is this about? Fifteen acres? A few acres, yeah, yeah definitely. Twenty acre lock and it's surrounded by little craggy peaks. Some wooded, some bare. And it's getting a bit of wind there. Uh, it's Joel. idyllic. <laughs> it's the wind... And we are now live, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the wind one, Fergus Mill. Okay. I don't think you're going to be rowing for Oxford or Cambridge anytime soon. Well, mm. I don't think I've rowed before. <laughs> so, you're going to have to just live with it for a bit as I get into my natural rhythm. It's a degree of technique. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the wrong technique. Yeah. Okay. You're not supposed to spray the person in no. the back of the boat with He's water. lined up nicely, actually. Unfortunately, he's lined up straight for that massive rock. Yeah.
okay. Hard left. Hard left, yeah. We could, are you ready for port and starboard yet? Yeah. It's too early. <laughs> I'm ready for a glass of port. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. I think it's getting the getting them moving at the same pace. Yeah. I think my left arm is weaker. The only problem is the fish are laughing so much they can't bite on the line properly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the flies need to sleep. Right. I refuse to be daunted. Right, you really are going straight to the rocks at the moment. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, it's easy. Oh, I know, isn't it? It's just a breeze, really. Which, in fact, is what's causing the problem. Sorry, Gav, if I'm spraying you. It's cuckoo again. Oh, very loudly, listen. I, I dare not stop. Will it get excited if, if there's another male around? Yeah. Some dive bomb. Fish don't seem to be very interested today. No. Maybe it's a bit bright. Mm. Although I think I might have just seen something jump over there. I think I might have seen something jump. So we're heading swiftly down the lock and sound of a willow warbler and the creak of the creak of the oars. You watching the technique? Bird? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get in your way. I'm not gonna my line's not gonna be um, touching you. Now both Joel and Gav are... Oh, very good, Joel. Well... Yeah, that's... Uh, that's very good. Yeah, just wanted to put you <laughs> off, really. Yeah. It's a real uh, balletic art to watch this lulling go in and out. Gav's got a reel. This is one of the... Was it Isaac Walton's reel, that one? <laughs> it's one of the early... Yeah. 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 Fishing with cat gut. And, uh... <laughs> so this we're in. We're in full... I'm not sure Isaac Walton made it this far north. <laughs> right. So now the fishing begins in earnest. We've got the drogue, which is like a soft anchor. Are there any, are there any fish out there? Are there any fish out there? So do you get a bite on the when you're pulling when you're pulling yeah. in? Can you get a bite? Oh yeah, that's yeah. when they'll take it. Yeah, I see. So they'll just follow see, it in. So it really is just a, a, this is lure fishing rather than just landing a, a fly on top of a trout. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's it. The, you, you get the dry fly purists who will try and match the fly that they're using to whatever flies are hatching on the water. Um, but. Uh, uh, 
this the, the fly with this is imitating a you know a, a drowning insect um so as you're pulling the line in it's creating a sense of movement and yeah and i'm sure the trout have that instinctive kind of predator um uh, thing where they'll if they see something moving through the water for them it's more than likely to be food so they'll go for it yeah The island's come upon us very quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we'll scoot round it. Yeah. And just keep going. Okay. Uh, although at the moment we're heading straight for it. Yeah, yeah, well, we've got another five, ten minutes before we need to, maybe less than that, before we need to worry. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take us back up the lake. Says. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you. You hooked yourself. Editor. Oh, well, and also what you need to do because um, because we've got strong wind from behind, Joel. You need to maybe angle your rod slightly to the oh, right. It's on, oh, it's on your on your trousers. Hold on. <laughs> it's caught. There we go. Arm. You're off now. I'm hooked, am I? No, no, you're right. You're. Fish catch of the day. Yeah, I'm glad I'm recording this. Yes, that was that was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to do any better, but uh, that was definitely hooked back pocket. That was hooked line and sinker. That one. Yeah. You're really getting distance on this. Getting like sort of 30, 40 feet. Yeah, 30 yards, 25 yeah. yards. So thought, okay, yeah, even more. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying about going left or something? Oh, so, uh, do you remember yesterday? You were basically casting vertically then. Right. Um, and so, as the line's going above your head, it's coming very close to you. Whereas if you, look, if you watch me, I'm going out, oh, I mean, uh, I'm going, I'm not, my rod's not vertical, it's at an angle. That, that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you need to do the same, but on, on the other side, yeah. out to the right. Yeah. And that, that way the cast will, Hopefully, keep away from your um, your head. Oh. <laughs> We've got a call. Can't get away from the modern world. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? That's, that's you, Gav, isn't it? Because you might often get little fish congregating around, you know, in yeah, the shallower yeah. water near the island. Any sort of obstacle. Or under, yeah, any you sort know. of feature, topographic feature, offers a bit of fish shelter well and it also offers uh, I suppose an opportunity for bugs to fall off branches and oh, things yeah, like yeah. that okay, yeah. or these, flies to hatch these little wooded islands yeah see we're actually drifting to the left of it now yeah we are yeah, yeah. naturally terrific serenaded by cuckoos still and gentle patter of rain. A mere dampness in the air. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 this is a fine Scottish summer's day. <laughs> the whip and the crack and the whip. The swish. The whip and swish of <laughs> Gav's lines. But
Wow, that's really good, that cuckoo. Get the flowers of John's back. <laughs> uh, I've known him for long. I've known him for long enough. There we are. Sure, we're using the right flies, Gav. Got, uh, uh, I mean, black panel is, uh, uh, could uh, could have a changeover. Try something else. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Well, that signifies a different type of fish to what you're expecting. Why would you change the fly? Apart from uh, the obvious just, point that... I mean, this, yeah, yeah, I mean... You haven't caught anything. <laughs> I, I know yeah. that's the obvious answer. Mainly hurt. Yeah. So what's the less obvious answer? Uh, well, they may fish. be feeding on something else. They may, I mean, they, some days it can be very fussy. Yeah, I think today's a fussy day. Beautiful out here at the moment. My goodness, just the blue sky. Fly fisherman, the swish, the endless patience, and the drift onto the rocks. See the expert technique there? Yeah, Joel's, Joel's casting is quite, uh, it's very difficult to tell the difference between Joel and Gav. Vidious and classic. Yeah. It's very hot. It's not really far from idiotic. <laughs> That's to the untrained eye. Yeah. Well, no, well, Joel's, uh, Joel's trying to catch fish under the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be where they're all lurking. The last, only the last bit of line is fine yeah. fishing line. This is yeah, normally about eight, nine feet. Yeah, and the rest of it is a sort of heavy yeah. spread. Which yeah. Uh, which is just to give you the momentum. Yeah. Really, to get the distance. I mean, there are people that are much better at it than I am. No. No way. <laughs> Believe it I or won't not. have that said. <laughs> One of them's not called Joel. <laughs> Wait until I get the first fish. <laughs> I don't think he's talking. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, it's buzzard. A friendly buzzard. Yeah, buzzard over the hills. And some herring gulls, persistent herring gulls. You are? Yeah, there's some willow warblers around, I can hear them. Right, we're going to uh, turn the boat around in a minute. Nice and sheltered down here, though, lovely. Nice little cove. Mm. So I've had a go at fly fishing. 
Uh, did manage to catch the hook in my jumper. But um, did actually manage to get some of the, I did actually manage to get some of the technique. I'm sure I can catch some fish at some stage. But we've not had any luck today. It's a beautiful day. It might be too bright or something. Something, the fish aren't rising. Or, because uh, Gav's caught hundreds and hundreds in his life. So I think we should uh, potentially, we're gonna give it, have a break and then try again, either later or another day. Let's see how we get on. But uh, we've been serenaded by cuckoos and willow warblers, buzzards, and uh, in the shallows, there's lilies and shoals of minnows. So there's a lot of life here. So we're back ashore, empty-handed. Oh. Um, Gavos us all pints later. <laughs> <laughs> We're disheartened. Or we're I dis bought the whiskies last night. What are you talking about? Oh, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> so <laughs> what went wrong? Yeah, Gav, tell us wrong? what went wrong today. Uh, <laughs> the weather. <laughs> the weather. Yeah. I think we had the wrong trainer. The weather and the companions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, we've, we're empty-handed empty today, but we've got more time. Oh yeah, yes. We're not yes. leaving without something. So we will return. It might be too sunny. It might just be too glorious. Too I think it is. It is absolutely perfect. It's actually not great fish catching. Though. Yeah. On the positive side, a little lovely row around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> a masterclass in yeah, rowing. And uh, yeah, definitely feel we've had a good workout. So even though we didn't catch any fish, we had a brilliant day out in the wild. The cuckoos and other wildlife certainly made up for the lack of bites. But as a postscript to this adventure, we went out again a couple of days later to a much larger lock when conditions were better for fishing. And we got lucky. Go on, do it again. There's a cuckoo on a little peak, on a crag, across Loch Koigach. Is that Loch Koigach? Koigach. Where, as a finale to our fishing expedition of the other day, we've had another fishing expedition. And whereas last time we got no fish, this time we got six fish. So, there's fish in Scotland, hooray! <laughs> Just wait for the cuckoo to go again. You haven't mentioned the diver. Oh yes, good point. Gav has reminded me of another extremely special moment. So it's been a bit too windy to record out on this lock. But that's a different one. That's above that's above us. <laughs> there are two cuckoos here. That's definitely in a different tone. Yeah. But we also, uh, so it was very windy out on the lock and we've been up and down, we've had a wonderful day. And we have caught five of the most beautiful brown trout you'll ever see. Six, six sorry, six. Six, but well, one is quite small. <laughs> <laughs> Extra delicious. And they are absolutely exquisite. They, I'm looking at them now, they're just golden sheened, silvery gold with these beautiful spots on them. But out on the lock, we saw a distant bird three distant birds and it turns out through the binoculars very strange looking birds long snaky necks and body large bodies that sunk low into the water 
and with my extensive knowledge of Scottish locks, it, well, it was, uh, they were black-throated divers, which is quite a rare bird in Britain. So uh, I'd take that. We haven't seen an eagle, but I would happily take a black-throated diver. And it's too young. It's perfect. So brilliant. Thanks, chaps, for a particularly our master fisherman, Gav. My pleasure. My <laughs> <Our> pleasure. <laughs> and Joel is... Uh, not the master fisherman. Well, no. Well, <laughs> if it was but a numbers game, did, Joel would win. He did catch three. <laughs> three. Uh, beginners I, I, I must admit, the rowing was my one of my many weak points on this chair. <laughs> You'll be feeling the, the rowing for days to come, I Yeah, think. I can feel yeah. it in my shots. And that's the end. I'll be sad to say goodbye to Loch Kroigach. I will definitely be back, because it's so, so much wildlife. It's just an archipelago of amazing islands, and the sandpipers peeping everywhere, cuckoos, divers. Too cloudy to see the eagles, but I kind of feel they're there. So what an amazing place. Now we're off to eat our fish. So that was the end of my fishing adventure deep in the highlands of northern Scotland. And it was absolutely tremendous. One of the great wildlife outdoors adventures I've ever had. And I hope some of that came across. It was really fun. And I'm sad in a way that I didn't capture the whole fishing, actually catching fish experience. But I think hopefully captured some of the camaraderie, some of the sense of wildness and I'm really grateful to photographer Gav and historian Joel for joining me on that trip. And they will be back in our next series as we attempt to climb a mountain called Sullivan, which is extremely steep and challenging and makes for a very entertaining adventure. You could say it's one of the high points of the next series. Thank you, Jack. And welcome <laughs> to the podcast chat. Um, <laughs> it's lovely to have both Jack and Hannah a regular podcast team, without whom the podcast would be just a gleam in my eye. So lovely to have you both. And it's our very last podcast chat in this particular season, season nine. Our homage to spring across Britain. How are you and have you been on any great outdoorsy wildlife adventures? This week I've had a lot of adventures with birds of prey. Ooh. I've seen baby kestrels in Avon Gorge, which was the cutest thing puffy little fluffy baby kestrels three of them were they in a squeaking. nest i couldn't i couldn't see the nest they were sort of just on a crag sitting with one another flying out oh so they're fledging yeah yes oh, how wonderful and i've also seen a sparrowhawk twice today actually being chased off it looks like by some swifts and also Buzzards doing lovely courtship dances, swooping around and then plummeting around one another. It's just been a great day for birds. Fantastic. So you've had a full raptor experience. That's great. Jack, how about you? Have you been chained to the podcast desk or have you been allowed out into the sunshine? I've been out a few times. I mean, the other evening I saw a couple of hedgehogs, which was nice. Oh, wow. They were snuffing in about, which was nice to see. Uh, I mean, I have got a, I've got an update on my uh, garden birds. I've got a garden bird update. Are you finally attracting some birds. I've got a regular. I think <laughs> I've got a regular. Um, I think it's a wren. I did a. I used RSPB's bird 
identifier to try and work it out. And he's quite brave. I'd be sat out in the garden and he'll come and sit in the tree right next to me and not really be too phased by me and just get about his business and then fly off again. And I've named him Christopher. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> I'm very pleased that you're getting some bird life in the garden after all this. Yeah. The first of many, maybe he'll go and tell his friends and we can have, they'll have bird parties. There are, there are a bunch of, I, again, I don't know what they are. I, they fly in a big pack. <laughs> and I know pack isn't the word. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great but word. I've had a few times, the suddenly there'll just be about 60 birds in my garden out of nowhere, just all come and sort of dive bomb in, have a little dance. And What colour are they? Like a dark brown, dark brown black, I'd say. Starlings mm. by the sound of things. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. starlings. I expect it is. So yeah, they come and dive bomb in, have a little party in the garden and fall off against someone else's. Do they eat absolutely everything in one fell sweep? Create a lot of noise? No, they're quite quiet. Um, yeah, okay. Mm. They sort of just come down. Puzzling. We have to get a photo and share it. I'll, try, us, and grab, but, I'll uh, try and get one. We're going to send you on a bird ID course. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> Brilliant. And, you know, we're getting, well, we're now recording this at the very end of June. So we're really, really in summer now. And that's a good time to bring this spring wildlife season to a close. Um, however, we're not going to be away for long and we've got some bonus episodes between now and our next season. So listen out for those over the following weeks. And the first of these is a very special chat with Radio 3 presenter Petrock Trelawney. Now, next week, from Monday the 12th of July to Friday the 16th, Petrock will present his breakfast programme live from a different location on the rivers Ure, Ouse and Humber, exploring some of Yorkshire's most idyllic waterways and cultural landmarks with live music, local musicians and special guests. And it's called the Yorkshire River Journey. It goes the whole week from the 12th of July to the 16th. And it will be a little bit of sort of live, lovely sounds of nature and the outdoors coupled with obviously classical music. So a little bit of a taste of our own sound escapes there. And, you know, I think everyone's getting into this slow radio idea these days. It will be well worth a listen and a lot of fun. So do tune in to Petrock. His show starts at 6.30 in the morning and goes on till 9 o'clock, but I'm sure it'll be worth the early start. So tune into that. And, and I'll be chatting to Petrock, as I say, in next week's podcast. Talking of lovely sounds, beautiful sounds, we have a sound of the week. Hooray. Hooray. Sound of the week this week is from lovely Bridget, who's a regular listener. So she says, this recording was made in a wood alongside the River Wye whilst we were on holiday in the Brecon Beacons last week. I think we heard a chiff-chaff and a beautiful wren, but I am not too good on bird songs, so you may detect others. We went on some amazing walks off the beaten track in the hills and valleys and enjoyed seeing gooseanders and young, both on the usk and the Wye. Not a bird I've seen before. I know this is a part of the world in which you live, and I remember you advising to keep away from the honeypot places, which we did, so thank you. I am now going to re-listen to some of the old podcasts now that I have been to some of the places, e.g. Hlangorse Lake and a long part of the Monmouth and Brecon Canal. I always enjoy listening to you and your guests each week. I even like your jokes. You were given a hard time recently. Although my daughter had to explain the one about the horse with the drip in his leg. <laughs> Once I got it, I loved it, and I have told it to others since. <laughs> well, before, <laughs> before so we, before we hear it, 
I'd just like to also thank Bridget for those really kind words. They're the only kind words I've had about my jokes. So um, <laughs> uh, the check is in the post, Bridget. But here's, here's, the, here's, the lovely, uh, here's her lovely recording. That was lovely. I love just the intense sounds of those birds. There definitely were chiff chaffs, definitely were um, definitely wrens, but there was also a black cap, sort of fluting notes in the background, which were sort of just rising and falling, and really nicely recorded, very clear notes. So thank you, Bridget, for all of that lovely message. As we said, it is sadly the last episode, the last official episode in this series. There are bonus episodes to come. But also do prepare yourselves for our very exciting new season of podcasts coming later this summer. And we'll give you the full fanfare and lots of uh, previews of that. But it's all going to be about histories and mysteries of the countryside. And we've got a fantastic lineup ahead of you. So listen up for that. But for now, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for joining us for this season. It's goodbye from the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast team. <laughs>